And we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Listen, gentlemen, we all know shaving the balls is one of the most difficult things to shave on the male body. Luckily, at Manscaped, they've locked up scientists in the lab for the past 18 months to perfect the ball hair trimmer. They call it the Lawnmower 3.0. No more nicks, no more bloody messes. Lawnmower 3.0, it's waterproof. It can charge for up to 90 minutes. The days of razor burn, all the bloody messes downstairs, it's over, okay? Remember, use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. That's how you get ahead in life, gentlemen. You got to take care of the little details, all right? HBSports, use the promo code, get 20% off your order, and start living a better life. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Matt Steinberg. His father, Trevor, was on the podcast two weeks ago, uh, and Matt's actually been on the podcast a couple times here uh, before, but recently he has played for Cornell in the NCAA Tier 1 division. Not a big deal. Stay humble. Uh, he's played 27 games, 5 goals, 5 assists, with a total of 10 points, and he's also led the team in penalty minutes with 45 minutes, trying to make a name for himself. you got to get in the nitty-gritty. Before that, he played with St. Andrews College. He was the captain of that team overall leader before that playing for the Halifax McDonald's and the Nova Scotia major midget hockey league I'm always excited to have Matt on drafted by the Colorado Avalanche in the 2000 and N- 2000 excuse me in 19 NHL draft third round 63rd overall myself and dudes we were up there for the draft to experience uh, Matt getting drafted so a little bit close to home whenever Matt comes on the podcast so we're excited to have Matt on we hope that you enjoy this podcast I'm Justin we're talking to Matt this is the high button podcast here we go you know what comes next all right Matt we are going, yes, we are going. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's the summer treating you? Not too bad. It's a little little different, obviously, but uh, it's been good so far. So you got your uh, boat license? Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. No, it's been fun, the, the boat and stuff, driving around, and um, obviously some stuff closed. You had a lot more time to, to get out and enjoy that, so it's yeah. been good. Your dad was chirping you hard yeah. on his podcast. Yeah, well. What well, did he say? You didn't change the oil or something on... What was well, the story? I, no, I did. I did. I, well, my sister's been uh, living in Ontario for okay. the summer, so yeah. um, I have her car, and she's letting me drive it, which is nice for and stuff. And uh, so I went to get an oil change and and whatever, got it done, and he was uh, telling me that I wasn't going to pay for it, but I did. So um, let him let him do his thing, I guess. So me and dudes were losing it. Yeah, I get it though. At yeah. that age, whatever. Good yeah. for you though. You paid for it. Yeah, good exactly. stuff. Yeah. So whose car is that out front? Is that your car right now out front? No, that's that's hers. That's hers. Yeah. Is she back from Ontario? No, she's still there because the the quarantine isolation stuff. She's kind of not in a rush to get back. So. Oh yeah, the fourteen days thing. Yeah. So oh, obviously geez. to come back and do that, it's not the most convenient. So she's good up there with with her aunt, uncle, and cousins. So when you came back from New York, did you have to do the same thing? Fourteen days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, at that time, everybody's doing it, and um, there wasn't oh, really much else brutal. to do, so it wasn't too bad. But what did, what did you do for the 14 days? Like, what were you doing? A lot of Fortnite. Fortnite? Yeah. I don't know. There wasn't wasn't much to do, so we were just kind of playing video games like all the guys would get on. And, um, I mean, the season just ended, so we weren't really working out yet. So, just trying to kill time, I guess. How did it come for you? I love asking this question. Like, what were you doing? Where were you when you found out that the season was over? Um trying to think well we were kind of just starting playoffs and we had a bye through like the first round i guess you could say okay um so we didn't play the week before 
And then with Will at Harvard, he was kind of keeping me updated, like because they were the first team to pull out. Um, Smart Harvard. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And then uh, I'm trying to think, like, as the week went on, it was kind of like, okay, like we're playing, everything's good. Um, and then maybe, like, we won't have fans one day. Um, then the next day, a couple more teams pulled out. Yeah. Um, and then I remember I was in class with a few of the guys, and uh, my buddy Will texted me on Harvard. He was like, yeah, we're done. Oh, and then so you knew it was coming for you. Yeah, and then we hear, um, I don't know if our coach texted us or like the guys kind of in the group chat started texting. Um, so we all kind of like just went up to the rink and then the Big Ten, I think, canceled basketball. Um, so once that yeah. kind of went, you were kind of like, that's where a lot of the money is and stuff. So if they're yeah. going to cancel that, then we're probably not going to play. And then um, so they made the decision there. We heard out um, or found out at the rink, all of us. So. Um, yeah, it was too bad. Obviously, we had a really good team, and um, we're hoping to go on a long playoff run, but uh, that's the way it goes. So, How was the team this year? First year going into Cornell, NCAA, Tier 1. Yeah. You know, that's a big that's a big dog team right there. Like, Yeah. No, I I know going in, like, um, I don't know. Like, maybe some of the returning guys had expectations to have a really good year. I mean, the rookies or freshmen, so we didn't really know what to expect that way. I mean, How many had, freshmen on the team? We had nine. Okay, that's so good. Pretty, that that, feel, that must feel class. comfortable. Like, yeah, you know. so we had a good group of us. Um, you know, a lot of good guys. The whole team kind of, um, our coaches do a good job kind of judging guys through the recruiting process and bringing in some some good character guys. So yeah. the room room was really good. It's one of the one of the best rooms, if not the best that I've been in. Really? Um, in your first year? Yeah. Wow. You know, like, I'm trying to think of a name, like Morgan Barron. Like you Obviously. Guys, yeah, yeah, know him well and know the character he has. Um, so going in, like, I knew... You know, we'd have a good leader in him, but um, showing up and it's almost like having a full room of guys um, with that same character and, yeah. and stuff obviously uh, makes it pretty easy and it's a big reason that we had the success we did. So yeah. um, it was really good that way. Obviously, there's a lot of adjustments school-wise and then um, on the ice, it's a huge jump from prep school to that. But um, all in all, it worked out well and uh, I really enjoyed it. Give me an, an example of Morgan's leadership because we've, we've had, a, we've had him on the podcast once and yeah. you know, we, I've only talked to him for an hour, but every time we have someone on the podcast and Morgan's name is brought up, they always talk about his leadership ability, his personality and how, you know, you know, not great of a person he is, but just how sound of a hockey player he is. Yeah. Give me an example of, of what you took from Morgan this year. Um, Honestly, like I roomed with him on the roads and and steps in the room, so That's yeah, sick. so I was lucky to spend a lot of time, um, like around him and obviously knowing him before. Yeah, um, was big, but I don't know. I think it was just kind of like around the room. Like there's not a guy that he wasn't buddies with, kind of thing. Okay, um, he could kind of connect with anybody and uh, really good at making everybody feel like included and stuff. So, um, you know, he's not like the the cool guy in the room that will kind of ignore some of the younger guys. Or, yeah. Or a guy that might not play as much, you know, kind of on a hockey team. If a guy's not as good, maybe he's not not as cool type thing. But yeah, um, I mean, there's none of that with him and um, all the all the guys on the team, really. So um, I think that's a big thing that kind of shows his leadership. And um, you know, if you're a good person and and treat people well, then you're going to get along with him. And um, yeah, I think that's that's one of the main things that I noticed. Sounds like a classic maritimer, just like yeah. an overall good person. Yeah, exactly. He's just one of those guys that makes everybody feel yeah. feel like they can fit in and enjoy themselves. So when you get there for the first week, you're practicing, you're playing games, you know, you're in school, you're trying to juggle, you know, a couple assignments. What's like the biggest thing that you noticed, like to, you know, in, in order to get comfortable in a situation where you're playing hockey? Is it every day or how many days are you on the ice? Yeah, well, since we don't start later, there's kind of rules, um, 
I don't know what the exact number is, but we can only have so much time a week, like with coaches, okay. instruction type thing. So yeah. a lot of the time, like we're doing scrimmages, like just with us on the ice. Before like the, coaches the season. Aren't there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because obviously we want to work out so that the time with our trainer counts towards those hours. Yeah. Um, but I think it was like the main thing, at least hockey wise, was just like how much guys prepare for like just a workout or like really? a, a scrimmage without coaches on the ice and stuff. Like guys are warming up and um like take care of their bodies a lot and like are preparing for that stuff so you know it's not kind of like prep school you get out of class and kind of stroll up to the rink and throw your gear on yeah 10 15 minutes and and go at it but um like guys are there early warming up or like doing an extra workout type thing so um i guess everything's just kind of taken to the next level yeah um stuff like that and yeah they just kind of go above and beyond and i know i'm sure going to pro it it's kind of the the same thing but um, yeah, I think that was a big thing that I noticed. What's one thing that you love to do? Like you said, the guys show up and, you know, get a little workout in before yeah. practice. And well, I mean, what's one thing that you'd like, you know, maybe you weren't doing at St. Andrews College that you were doing at Cornell. What's that one thing that you like to do? Um, Stretch? Uh, yeah, soccer. I mean, like just getting to the rink and kind of like just preparing and almost like, you know, really like taking the practice, like even that much more seriously. Like I yeah. think... I don't know if I was ever a guy that would go out and like not try and practice per se, but there's almost a difference between going out and and trying your best and then going out and like really being focused and um, kind of like dialing it in, like every pass, every shot. Guys cool. are kind of like on the ball type thing. And, yeah. Um, but before practice, just like making sure your body's ready to go. Yeah. Um, it's only a 30 game schedule kind of for us, but um, you know we practice a lot more, we lift a lot more, so it still is. Um, taxing on your body and then you mix the, the school in with that so um just making sure you're healthy and throughout the week and, and ready to play for the weekend's big is that ever frustrating the 30 game schedule like do you wish you played more games yeah i mean obviously you want to play games like that's that's the fun part about hockey but um i don't know if it's frustrating per se like it's it's almost one of the benefits of college hockey yeah um like you get to go there and you get to work out two or three times a week um practice and and develop and stuff so um I mean, frustrating may not be the word, but um, maybe sometimes you want to play more per se, just because that's that's the fun part. Yeah. Um, but I think it it does give you a lot more time to develop in the gym and uh, get some extra reps in practice. So. What's one thing that you like to work on in the gym? Like hockey's such a game where your whole body needs to be in shape, even if it's the shoulders, forearms for a shot, legs. Yeah. Obviously, what's one thing that you're just like, no, I, I need to get better in this aspect of the game, but in the gym. Um, I think a big thing, like obviously for me, I'm kind of like a late bloomer and stuff so um i've kind of growing into my body a little bit now so just kind of putting on putting on some muscle mass yeah um obviously like your legs and stuff are huge in hockey and your core yeah um so i think those are the main things that we focus on but i think now um like i said like just taking care of your body like keeping making sure you're flexible making sure your your muscles are healthy and kind of knowing your body's a big thing yeah um and you kind of learn about that as as you go on it kind of takes time but um, I think that's a big thing. Like in the gym, there's, you know, you want to work hard and everything, but you got to kind of know your limits and, you know, push them, but not, not go too far and, yeah. um, hurt yourself or make yourself tired. And yeah. You want to keep yourself ready to go type thing. It's an interesting balance between the gym and actually playing the game of hockey. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was playing, like I'd, I'd love, you know, don't get me wrong. I like to work out, you know, I get the chest going, arms going, legs yeah. going, you like to look good yeah. but at the same time you want to get better, but it's an interesting balance between actually playing the game and not wanting to put on too much weight and not, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause you want to be able yeah. to still stick, you know, stick handle the puck, be able to play the game. Yeah. But the, the hockey body is so different. I remember when, um, 
Crosby won the first cup and he came here and Max Talbot came with him. And I remember I had a conversation with Max Talbot. I forget what the conversation was about, but I remember just looking at his body and his upper body was so thin and lean and his legs were massive and his biceps were just, you know, they, they, they nothing special, yeah. but everything in hockey was just all lower body. Yeah. It's incredible. Like his jeans, I remember were just massive. Yeah. Is that one thing that like, you focus on is just lower body or do you even? Yeah. I mean, we're not, like, we're not kind of going to the gym and, and doing curls yeah. and, and that stuff. I, it's, it's really like hockey specific, sorry. And, um, legs and core, like I said, and, you know, you'll do bench press some days just because it's good for overall strength. And, yeah. um, you know, certain guys like me maybe need want to put on muscle and put on some weight. So um, those are big muscle and a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, so where I, tra- like with Chris Pierce now where I train, he's he's really good at kind of like knowing his athletes and, and knowing what they want. He talks to us and kind of says like, do you want to put on weight? Like you might, maybe you need to put on weight. Um, and he kind of tailors our program for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's a lot of legs and core, but, um, you know, you do need upper body and, and kind of back and stuff like that just to stabilize and, and for the bar, you want to look good for the chest yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and be, and be well-rounded, but that's kind of the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. No, I, it's, uh, I remember back in those days where it was a, it was an, it was a balance that you wanted to keep even. Like obviously hockey is not that difficult. It is difficult to train for, but you know what you need to train for in order to be a good hockey player, core, lower body, speed, running up Citadel Hill, just getting that quick step, quick first step in. But no, it's good stuff. Yeah. That's really good stuff. Um, Cornell first year, like I said, other than the hockey aspect, the school aspect, balancing school, was that somewhat easy to you knowing that you already went to St. Andrews? And the school aspect was already there that you had to keep the grades up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like going there and and like you you choose a school like Cornell because you want to go there for the academics. I was gonna and, say, and yeah. you take pride in that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it is challenging. It's an Ivy League school. It's not it's not easy. You have to you know go to class and take notes, and you got to study a lot. Take notes, eh? Yeah, I know. What kind of do you no use fun. like a do you use like a uni ball pen or a pencil? What do you do? What do you use to take notes? Uh, try to laptop. Use a, no, oh, a lot of our classes um, are kind of small, actually. Okay. Besides some electives, so a lot of classes don't want laptops just because kids will get on the internet, I guess, and kind of do whatever. Agreed. Um, so I had some classes that it it was pen and paper. Um, like no laptops, like you, that was no, like a rule. You couldn't bring your yeah, laptop like no, out. Like we'd bring them out maybe to do like an attendance thing, like yeah. answer a question online. Um, but yeah, it was all mostly pen and paper. So, um, but yeah, it was definitely an adjustment. And, uh, Adjustment you know, from what? St. Andrews? Yeah, just from high school in general. I mean, yeah. St. Andrews is a really good school, obviously, academically, but, um, you know, living in residence and kind of having a, a set time for study where the whole whole dorm is doing it and you have a teacher there with you to help you or yeah. just to make sure you're doing it. Um, you almost took that for granted and figured, oh, I don't need that. I, I can study easily. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, time management comes with that. So that was that was a big thing that... Um, you did learn at SAC, but once you're on your own, you really have to kind of crack down on it. And um, obviously, as time goes on, you get better at it and figure out your schedule. So, did you find it frustrating at the beginning not having a laptop and just do like pen and pencil? Yeah, a little bit actually, because at at St. Andrews, we were all on laptop. a computer, yeah. like everything. Like we do math, and we'd have this pretty cool system that we could do. Um, we'd kind of have our whole notebook is on our computer, so yeah. um, it was a little bit different that way. But I mean. It is what it is. So. First year university, man, it's a weird transition, like finding classes. Did you struggle with that at all, like finding where your classroom was? Yeah, a little bit. I know a few guys on my team I had classes with, so I was lucky. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely you 
your first day of classes, you're maybe you think you're ready and then you're like, oh, well, I didn't <laughs> go find out where this is. So you're kind of wandering, wandering around looking yeah, for yeah, class. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't too bad. I know, like, like I said, the older guys helped us a lot with that. And, yeah. Um, I mean, now you can just go on your phone and search that stuff up and Google Maps know. almost take you right to the classroom. So Really? Yeah. Or, it's... well, they'll take you to the building and then once you're there, you ask somebody and they tell you. So Is Cornell campus, is it like spread out or is it all close together? Uh um, like classes? It's a big school, but so it's, it's spread out a little bit, but um, there's kind of like quads where you'll have like all your classes and then maybe an elective here across campus type thing but, yeah um for the most part they they kind of keep everybody in their little quad so it's pretty good that way what time do you guys practice every day um we're kind of like 3 30 4 30 really uh, depending on the day yeah so um schedule your class around that and um it's not bad like we finish around dinner time so you go eat after and go home and study and then play some xbox if you want but yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah but yeah no it's it's not a not a bad time at all so how's meal hall you got a good selection of food or what yeah it's not bad actually we we're lucky we have like eight different dining halls plus some other little restaurants on campus that we can go to so sick um i mean between those you can look on the app and find something that you like so good stuff yeah you're not kind of stuck to one which is good so i got a question a little bit controversial not really kind of when you played at MSG this year, um, Ethan Phillips, when he was at BU, obviously, this year, he said that he got held up at security coming into MSG this year. Yeah. And I said that it was because you're a Boston team. New York guys, they're going to let the Cornell team through. Because he said that yeah. you guys got through easy, like little security. Your room was already set up. You guys were good to go. What was the process of playing at MSG this year? How much security did you guys have to go through? Because Phillips said that he had to go through a bunch yeah, of security. I, I heard him, yeah. I heard that part. So of what was your story coming into MSG that day? Well, we went the night before and were able to drop our gear off. In the room? No, we weren't allowed in the rink. So where did you drop so your gear we, off? So we pulled in on the bus and I think our trainer went in and set it up for us, so... Um, so we got our, or we dropped it off maybe. I don't know. It was set up when we got there, but we went the night before cause obviously the security's big time there, right? That's the big dogs. Um, and then we just showed up to the rink and we had suits on and went in with our shoes. We went through like the metal detectors, like air So you guys security. had to go through the metal detectors. Yeah. We went through all that. But I think the big thing, like we left our gear cause we just had a guest locker room, right? So we... We okay. were in the Rangers room and Oh, you were in the Rangers room. No, they were we I was weren't, gonna, yeah, we weren't, they so were, we, yeah, yeah. So we got to put our gear in that morning or the night before whenever it got put in. Um so we just walked in, in our suit, so obviously there's not much to search. Were you a little pissed off that you weren't in the Rangers room? Um Yes and no. I mean obviously <laughs> no because we, we got to go in and we were on time, but um I mean, we had the guest room. The guest room at Madison Square Garden is just as nice as any room. Is it for the most part? Why so. what's in there? Uh, like nothing it's just nice it's big it's stalls clean. big stalls yeah. yeah i mean we we had two rooms so one to take off our suit and then we had our dressing room so get room yeah it wasn't like we were jammed in anywhere yeah. we had a lot of room and nice bathrooms and so we had all we needed so how pumped were you playing at msg for the first time what emotions were going through you honestly like we were lucky too like they didn't morning skate did you yeah we which we usually don't so i don't know how it worked out or why we but we got to to morning skate so at msg yeah. Sick. So, yeah, I don't know how Shafe got that, but um, so we got to go out, and obviously that kind of helped to get out there and 
you have to look around in the morning and not not during warm up right before the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was obviously like you look up in the rafters and see all those names and um, you just kind of think of the history of the building, like alone from just hockey, like all the other concerts and everything that's gone on there. Yeah. Um, but I think I know like a few days later, like watching highlights, like you see Panarin and, and some of those big name guys yeah. playing and it's almost like what, like we were playing there two days ago type thing. Like, yeah. I think that's when you really almost thought how cool that was. But, um, so maybe at the time you did not appreciate it, but you're almost just focused on the game and so you wanted said, to take yeah. it in, but, um, it's almost after that you, it kind of sinks in and and watching an NHL game and, and thinking that you were there the night before almost. So it's the same answer for every single guy that plays in like an, an inc- like bell center or anything like that. It's like, how was it? Did you get to look up and like enjoy yeah. it? And it's like, no, I was just playing a game. Like you don't get yeah. a time to enjoy it. You're just yeah, you're there I mean, playing a game of hockey, just like you're in Centennial arena. It's, it's no yeah. difference. It's like, like I said, morning skate, like guys were, were looking up and, yeah. and enjoying it. But um, even then, like we had to get through our stuff and, and get off cause they obviously are on a tight schedule. So there wasn't a lot of time for that, but, um, no, it was definitely really, really special and a cool spot to play. So, um, I don't know if we're going to get back there this year with COVID, but, um, it's brutal. Yeah. I hope so. Obviously. Do you ever think about, like, I remember the first time I went, to, I went to, uh, uh, a Pittsburgh Penguins game when I was on, oh, geez, 15, 16 years old with my parents, family, whatever. And I remember we were shopping at the mall and I was like, Dad, what do you think Sid's doing right now? Like, what do you think Sid's doing? And he's like, I don't know. He's just sleeping, getting ready for the game, whatever you're doing. And my mom pipes up. My mom goes, Justin, you know, they're, like, they're, they're entertainers. Like they're entertaining us. Like we flew into Pittsburgh so they can entertain us. Do you ever think about that aspect of the game? Like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm growing up being a hockey player so I can entertain people. Like you're at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. There's thousands of people coming in to watch you. Do you ever think of that thing? Like, you know, there's people coming to watch me so I can entertain them. Do you ever think about that? I don't know if I think about it that way. I mean, obviously you you have a job to do kind of like there, I think we, there was 15,000 people there when we played. So Jesus, but I mean, aside from that, like we're, we're playing cause we love the game and um, we're playing to represent our school and, yeah. and our families and stuff. So I don't know if I go out there and um, think I need to play well for the guy in the stands, but um, obviously you want to put on a good show and, and uh, have them enjoy their time. But I think the main reason is you know, you're playing for your school, you're playing for your family and yourself, obviously. So yeah, um, I think that's a big part of it, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, you get up, um, kind of the NCAA, the junior level, and you're kind of that step just below pro where there's, there's a lot of money involved and tons of money. Know, people involved. are investing a lot of money. So yeah, you, uh, need to be ready to go every night, I guess. Do you ever think about the money aspect of it? Just like, you know, you're, like, even though you're not a professional, but you kind of are. You ever think about the the responsibility that you have? Even coming back here to Halifax, like you know, you're a yeah. known name. Like you know, Steinberg's a name around here in Halifax. You ever think about that when you're just, I guess, out in public? Like you know, I got to conduct myself as a professional. Yeah, I mean, you have kind of an image, I guess, to to represent, and um, you can't can't act like an idiot. You need to yeah. kind of show show yourself well at all times. Like you said, Halifax isn't necessarily a big place, so. Um, your name's you know, out there. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to figure out who somebody is downtown if you're acting like an idiot type thing. So, yeah, um, yeah you need to be on the ball at all times, especially with, with social media and stuff these days and um, the way people regulate that and check that. So, um, yeah, you, I don't want to say you need to have your guard up at all times, but uh, you definitely don't want to let it down. So, What's one thing that you learned about yourself as a, as a hockey player playing at the NCAA 
tier one division. Like, well, you know, yeah, that's a big that's a big dog league right there. Well, you know, yeah. you're young, first year, sophomore, yeah. freshman. freshman, sorry. Yeah. Freshman, what do, you, what do you learn about yourself as a hockey player and what you want to get better at? Um, well, learned a lot. I mean, you got to get better at everything, really. <laughs> um, I mean, you make the jump from, from prep school or the couple of games of junior that I played, and um, you may be bigger and stronger than a lot of guys and can get away with stuff or... Um, you're out there on the ice, you can relax for a second where um, in college guys are 24, 25. And That's crazy. Right How old are you now? 19. Wow. Yeah, so I turned 19 the, the start of the school year. But, um, yeah, you can't do that at, at the college level. It's a fast game. And, um, you know, guys are making the jump from there right to the NHL. So yeah. um, you relax for any bit, you're, you're going to get embarrassed almost, right? So <laughs> um, I think that was one thing where – you go from prep school, you can kind of coast around a little bit maybe and then pick your spots, but um, you need to be on at all times. Like I mentioned before, guys are guys are dialed in and, um, you know, some guys are playing for for an NHL contract the, the yeah. following year or that, that yeah. year. So, um, yeah, you got to be ready to go. What's the conversation like with Colorado right now? I've always wondered that. You know, the NHL contract, NHL team, there's so many guys in the organization and, no offense, but like you're just one guy. Yeah, like, do you ever definitely. worry about that? Like, are they worrying about you know Matt Steinberg right now? Like, how how does that relationship work between a guy that was drafted to them? Like, yeah, how I does mean, that work? They like with with the COVID stuff going on, they've done a pretty good job. Yeah, um, like staying in touch with us with Zoom calls and um, kind of giving us little stuff to do and and videos to watch. And um, I know like they'll check in. We do like little nutrition things, like log our food and. Um, just a lot of stuff to make us kind of self-aware and kind of keep us on the ball and make sure we aren't kind of daydreaming, I guess, through <laughs> summer. And, yeah. um, so we've done a lot of stuff like that and, um, they kind of let us know that they're always, always there for a phone call about anything. Um, we need help with, with training or, or stuff like that. So, um, they've done a really good job and I know I've had zoom calls four or five times at least with them. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, that kind of the constant little, um, tasks they give us are good too. What would be like a, give me an example of a task. Um, I'm trying to think like the one, like we log our food for, I forget however many days it was during the kind of when COVID was really, everybody's kind of on lockdown. Okay. Um, it's like tracking our nutrition. Um, and then they'll kind of have a zoom call and talk to us and kind of see, um, how it went and like what we noticed and, cool. and then kind of help us kind of adjust that to, get the most out of ourselves and, and our diet. So what's the diet like right now? Like give me breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, well, we group of us work out with Chris. We're kind of the first group. So we're at seven 30 in the morning, which That's is early, which is early. Yeah. What time do you got to wake up for that? Uh, about six 30. Oh man. Get up and, um, kind of grab something light banana and, and some fruit maybe, or, or a peanut butter sandwich. And Let me ask you one question. I got to cut you off. Six 30 AM. What are you thinking about when you got to wake up? Are you thinking about the dream? Are you thinking about, I got to beat the guy at the gym? What are you thinking about? Um, what are you thinking about? You just got to get your eyes, get out of bed, get your eyes open. And um, I don't know, like you're going into workout. Like I think we, we have fun at the gym. Like there's a good group of us. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not like it's a job to go in there. Like it's enjoyable. Guys enjoy working out. I know, but 6.30, that's early. Yeah, I mean, the first the first week it was tough for sure, but yeah. kind of get in the habit. It's... Um, I mean, I don't know. I enjoy it now. Like we're, we're finished nine 30 and yeah. kind of, you have the, the day to yourself to, to enjoy. Okay. Um, so as the weather gets nice in Halifax, there's a lot to do obviously. So, yeah. 
That's true. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's a lot better than working out later. Or yeah, midday, absolutely. So, uh, okay, sorry, I cut you off. Breakfast. Yeah. Now we're on to lunch. Yeah, so we get out there, grab a snack, and then kind of go to the gym. Um, after that, obviously, have a have a good meal. Um, then you just have lunch and dinner, kind of normal. Yeah, but what do you have? And though that's my question. Oh. Depends what what's being cooked at home, I guess. So, are you um, like in communication with your parents? Like, listen, mom, dad, this is what I need for yeah. lunch and dinner. Like, yeah, you're going I to Sobeys, okay? Pick me up some chicken breast. Like, how does that work? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, they're they're good that way. I mean, whatever I need, kind of nutrition wise. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to invest all this money in a hockey career. Like from the age I was young, it's like you're not going to go eat McDonald's for lunch after a workout and and stuff, right? So. Um, you kind of learn about that through like development camps and stuff. They kind of give you tips and ideas on what to eat and what's good for you at certain times. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, you go to the grocery store and you kind of know what you want and, um, they know what I like and stuff too. So, so they make it really easy that way. Good stuff. That's good stuff. I remember just, yeah. I remember growing up playing hockey and the diet just wasn't even like a, a thing in my mind. It was like, I'll eat McDonald's, I'll train, I'll be fine. But yeah. It's funny how like time goes on. It's like, no, we figured out that uh, chicken breast and broccoli and yeah. rice and salmon, it's good for you. You know, yeah, you, you keep eating this, eat you're pizza. good to go. You can't just eat pizza and McDonald's all the time. But That's the thing. It's like that, this, yeah. especially with, uh, what's it called? Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes. It's so yeah. accessible. It's like, oh, I need that pizza. Yeah, I need that McDonald's. I need that KFC. It's like right there for you. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just like habit and stuff. So you get get in the habit of eating Discipline. healthy and yeah. eating well and stuff. Then you almost like the McDonald's and, and pizza and that stuff doesn't seem as appealing per se. Where, yeah. you know, obviously the odd time you're going to have it and enjoy yourself. And um, you can't just be eating salad every day, all day, right? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You, <laughs> On a chance. We're, we're kids and, and stuff, so. But yeah, I think a lot of it is is kind of just getting in the habit of of eating well, and then, like I said, you you start to take pride in it and and go from there. Such a disciplined thing, especially in your position. Like my position, I am a podcaster. I don't need to eat salad every day. But like in your position, where you need to get better and you need to almost have a little bit more discipline with your diet and working out and just trying to get to that next level. It's yeah. I understand. Like when I ask the question, like, what are you thinking about at 6 a.m. when you wake up? It's like, you're just yeah. thinking about that discipline. No, like I got to get up because someone else is getting up even earlier and eating better. And yeah. You, you got to go. It's it's almost like our jobs now. You, yeah, that's, exactly. That's what we have to do. You have to get up and go, go work out. And if you don't do that, you're going to be a yeah. step behind type thing. It so. was, uh, uh, who do we have? It was Bonderchuk. He had a great answer. I was like, you know, like when you were playing for the Mooseheads, like what were you looking forward to to playing pro? Like what were you doing to sacrifice in order to get to that pro level? And you're just like, I was just doing extra. He's yeah. like, when I see kids now, it's like, you know, there's so many coaches, there's so many reps, there's so many yeah. things that you're doing. He's like, I don't see kids doing that little extra push. And it's just like a guy like you who's trying to make that extra push to go to the pro level. Yeah. Like there's so many sacrifices that you can make in order to make that dream happen. It's just kind of cool how you put it into words. Like, you know, I'll wake up at 630. I'll eat the right things. I'll, I'll yeah. do what's necessary in order to play for, you know, the Colorado Avalanche one day. It's yeah. A, I mean, it's a, a good point, look. Yeah. It's, it's almost like we love hockey. We, we love everything that comes with it. So, I mean, if we didn't enjoy it, then obviously we wouldn't be doing it. So, yeah. Um, I guess it makes it easy that way if, if you have a passion for it. You ever talked to Nate this summer at all or last summer or anything like that? No, not not particularly. I mean, this summer, obviously, he's got the playoffs to get ready for and stuff. So yeah, um, he's got a lot a lot going on. So Bowers? Yeah, he was he was in the gym training with us. Is he? Um, no, he's in Colorado right now. He's there now, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. Uh, like before he left, I, he probably left like a month ago. But Oh, he was home? 
Yeah, he he yeah. was home, so we we uh, were working out. He was in the group and stuff. So yeah, um, he's obviously a really good guy to to be around and, yeah. and watch in the gym. So um, he's always kind of been a, a big name around here and and somebody to look up to. So new hook we had him on the podcast great guy yeah great guy yeah. The colorado aspect man it's crazy how they love the maritimers it's a really cool thing yeah joe sackick much as he just he must have taken a visit here one day and he's like oh yeah. maritime boys they, they know what they're doing i like it here yeah no knew he's knew he's a good guy i've yeah. uh obviously he went to st andrews but i wasn't wasn't there at the same time as him but um i guess we've almost just crossed paths enough and and just being hockey guys he's he's an easy guy to talk to and yeah um, you know, I'll talk to him every now and then throughout the summer and, and joke around with him. So do you ever play against him this year at Boston college, right? No, we didn't. I mean the way but that's where he is though. Boston yeah, college. Yeah, Boston college. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I saw a thing the way the brackets would have worked out if all the rankings stopped, um, when the season was called, I think we potentially could have run into them. So yeah, that would have been a fun game. They had a really good team. So a lot yeah. of skill. Man, those schools up there are so sick. I, I'll, yeah. I every every like third episode I talk about our trip to Boston and going to Harvard yeah. to visit Willie and mm-hmm. and BU. We got to visit uh, Bowers. It's just such a great atmosphere. Yeah. Are you still happy with the decision you decided yeah. to go with rather yeah, than 100%. junior? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I never really looked back once I went to St Andrews. I mean, I love my time there, and um, that's almost like a mini Division One school the way they they set it set yeah. it up and run it. So great jerseys too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they the don't. Adidas, don't they? They have the yeah, Adidas, they, yeah, yeah, the yeah, pro. they don't they don't mess around, so they I mean, it's the same thing. Like they they aren't gonna kinda cheap out on something. They wanna be the best and they're they're yeah. gonna go for it and stuff. So I think that was one of the reasons that I wanted to go there and, and I mean Cornell, like you look at the history they have and um so I guess I was fortunate enough to go to those two spots and still going to Cornell obviously. So Was there a lot of junior options for you? There must have been. Um, I mean, I was, I was a small kid growing up, so I was never like the, the big name prospect around here by any means. That's so weird to me though. Like, like, you know, like if you're, if you're an average scout, you'd be like, all right, this guy, he's as skilled the 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 size isn't there yet, but it's going to come. Like we had Sean O'Brien on the other day. He's like, size has nothing to do with a person at 15, 16 years old. Like it's going to come. It's weird that that never happened for you. Yeah. I'm not. You're big. What are you now? Like six? You're six something. Six one, six two. Gee, yeah. Look at you. You know. Yeah. I mean, I that only just kind of happened though while I was at St Andrews. It wasn't like when I was sixteen or even my second year midget. I was a big kid by any means. And then obviously with the the surgeries and stuff, um, and my shoulder and hip that my draft year, um, that just kind of took me off the radar completely. I guess. So. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to have Daryl Young draft me in in St John and kind of give me a little chance there, which. Um, I ended up not, not going obviously, but, um, I mean, he's a guy who kind of knows me and my family and, and knew that I was going to grow. So, um, I mean, he drafted me in the 10th round, so it wasn't a huge <laughs> risk, I guess, per se, but, um, I can't believe that. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, I definitely was pumped at the time just to hear my name at all. Cause I wasn't expecting it. So, um, that's something I really appreciated him doing. And, um, but yeah, I guess he just kind of knew, knew me, my family and knew that I was kind of going to grow and. Um, just needed some time, so it's it's not bizarre, but it's just crazy to hear tenth round in the queue, but third round in the NHL. Yeah, I you mean, know, like, yeah, you know, a like, lot happens over those those few years, I guess, right? So it's, it's just yeah, you, know, you never even even guys who do get drafted to the NHL high rounds will never play or sign a contract. So yeah, and then some undrafted guys will and have great careers. So what advice has your dad given you? Um, 
I don't know. He doesn't say too much, I guess. It's more just kind of, yeah. Like, I remember after the draft, he was obviously excited, but he doesn't doesn't show it as much. Yeah. Um, maybe, and he's just kind of like, well, we get back, once we got back to Halifax after development camp, they're just kind of like, well, let's go to work type thing. Like, go to the gym tomorrow and get your summer going. Because yeah. obviously, you know, going to Cornell, he knew that that jump was going to be big. So, um, I guess he wasn't focused on that for me and um i guess i kind of got my mindset to kind of change and just get ready for for cornell and try to prepare for a year there how long like he retired this year how long ago did you know that he was going to retire before he announced it to to willie and the boys i guess um i'm trying to think i don't know was it a family discussion like or did you just kind of just mention at dinner one day yeah a little bit i mean he's been there for a while right so um I think the big thing for him was was with COVID and the the delayed season and stuff. This kind of gave him the best chance to to kind of leave and yeah. um, not have a huge impact um, on the team. Um, obviously, if the season was starting right away, then there'd be a lot of stuff that have to go on to to get stuff ready. Where this kind of gives everybody time to take a breath and um, replace him, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a big thing to do with it, but. Um, I guess like when I found out, I don't know. I'm trying to think. They had their their nationals and stuff, so he was kind of all in brutal, on that and brutal letdown. Yeah, so I think he he was pretty disappointed when when they did win and then found out that it got canceled because obviously he's, they got one game in. Yeah, they yeah, played yeah. Uh, Guelph, I think. Were you home for that? No, no. I was at. Well, that was kind of right around the same time that we were kind of finding out. I think we might have got canceled before that. Or okay. Um. But they were all there and playing, so I was like, maybe they'll get it in, and yeah, and maybe. But yeah, so they ended up obviously not getting it in, and then um, he ended up retiring. So, um, but yeah, I, I know I'm really appreciative over kind of the connections that he's made. Yeah. Um, but more so like me, kind of what I've taken from from him as a coach, like all the people that I got to to meet, um, whether it be Nogs or Lorad or it's a great podcast with Nogs. Yeah, or Midge. Um, like just all the players that came through and and coaches that he had beside him that I kind of got to take away from and and just be at the rink growing up all the time was was big for me. Well, that was my next question. Your dad mentioned you know you were at the rink all the time when you were younger, being around guys like you know dance and that yeah. time when they won the the national championship in 2010. And he said you just gained a, a boatload of knowledge back then. Yeah. Do you remember any memories growing up and just being in the room and seeing the the professionalism from some guys? Maybe you took something away from it. Is there anything that you can I guess bring up? I mean, I, as a kid, like I, since I was there so much, it wasn't like I was walking around with a kind of a notebook type thing, right? Like, but it's some, some stuff yeah, sinks in. Like, yeah. You like, that's like, what I mean. Things. It was more just like, I was kind of there yeah. and would just see stuff. And then I'd, I'd watch the games and, you know, I'd have my favorite players type thing and I'd watch them and kind of see what they do. And, um, just like a kid from around here was watch the Mooseheads. They yeah. want to be like the Mooseheads. So they kind of go on the ice and, and act like them or play like them. So. Um, I think it was a lot to do with that. And so like, I'd, I'd go to the rink and well, I saw this guy doing that. And so I'd want to do that in the dressing room and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. stretch when I was a novice and as if, <laughs> stretch I, as when if I, I was a novice, as if I needed to and stuff. But, um, I think it was just, yeah, a lot to do with that. And then, you know, after games go down and wait for my drive home, I sit in the coach's room and you sit in the coach's room, eh? That's, well, like after, that's... Uh, yeah, like after the game, I just kind of go sit down there and even after you know, a I'd, loss I'd give them, yeah well, I'd give them a few minutes to cool off I was gonna say but, um I 
probably should have waited a little longer sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you just kind of sit sit in there. And I think that was almost the biggest part. Like you'd sit in the coach's room and hear them talk about what guys did on the ice that they liked or what some guy did that, that pissed them off. And um, obviously I'd hear that and be like, okay, well, I better not do that next yeah, game or I, better do, or I better do that. So um, I think that's where I kind of learn the most honestly but um just kind of learning to be in in the dressing room and what it's like at at that level yeah um just kind of take away like what those guys are doing and and kind of what it's like to be in a dressing room with with guys at that level like you have no idea how i mean i guess you do have an idea of how much knowledge you were able to gain like being yeah. in your dad's dressing room after games where they lost and won yeah. Just being able to like, you know, that guy yeah. sucked today. No, that guy was awesome today. Here's what we yeah. need to get better at. And the amount of knowledge that you gained by just sitting there and observing that. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. He had a lot of guys too that would, you know, like guys like Sean O'Donnell who come, yeah. came out of junior A and and now he's playing pro and he had games with the Rangers, I'm pretty sure. So he, you know, you, you go home and he's like, well, be like that guy. Like be that guy yeah. who's kind of there early doing extra. And, like in the car he would say this? Yeah. And stuff like he it's easy to see which guys kind of well, are going to make it and stuff. And, um, yeah, so he'd, he'd be like, be like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's who you want to be. What do you give me? Like, do you mean be like that guy as a just, character on the yeah, ice? Yeah, just mean? like, uh, yeah, like have his, like, mentality, like, be a good person like him. Like, you know, like I'd go into the dressing room and Odie and guys like that are, are kind of the first ones to come and tell me to come sit beside them. Obviously, I walk into the dressing room at yeah. eight years old and... I don't really know. They probably don't actually really want me in there, but, you know, they'd come over and, and hang out and talk to me. And yeah. um, obviously as an eight-year-old kid or whatever age, like, you love that. So. Yeah. It's a good look. Yeah. It's a great, great, yeah. uh, great experience that you got to yeah have at a young age. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely helped me out a lot and thankful for it. So, um, Hockey characteristics. You know, have you, you know, when guys go up in level, you know, when I was, when I played major midget, goal score, you know, stud. Hockey, yeah, goals, assist, less penalties. So I was, you know, leading scorer on the team. But as you go up in levels, you got to alter your game. Okay, I'm not that. Yeah. I'm not that guy anymore. I got to alter my game and kind of be this guy now. Any any alterations in your game as you as you move up in in these ranks? Um, I don't know. I mean, as a kid, I never was like a. I never go and score a hat trick. Like I could probably count on one hand how many hat tricks I've had my whole life. But nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean. I know, like, another thing, like, having a dad as a coach, like, a big thing was I'd cheat the zone maybe offensively and try to get a breakaway or something. Like, I'd hear about it in the car. Like, yeah. stuff like that. I'd take a penalty. As you should. Yeah, exactly. I'd hear yeah. about it. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I've obviously, as I've grown and playing at St. Andrews, kind of those few years, I I guess I've always kind of been a, a physical player per se. But um, when I was smaller, obviously, it wasn't as effective. I just kind of did it yeah um where now i've realized that's that's kind of a, a style that i can play and and be effective and probably where i'm the most effective yeah. um so i guess i i don't know if i've altered to that but i've become more aware of what makes me effective as a player and and things that i need to do if i want to make the make the jump to the next level so any advice from your coaches at all this year about how to make that jump from the next level coaches are with you all the time do they say yeah. anything to you this year yeah i mean I think a big thing for me, like being a young kid playing college is, like I said, you got to be, be on at all times and um, be sharp. And a lot of it's kind of just mental, um, being yeah. prepared every day and, and kind of making sure your body's ready to, 
to play at its its best level and um you know you need to play physical and stuff but you need to be disciplined at the same time and discipline um, in what sense uh any sense really like you obviously don't want to take a penalty and put your put your team down you don't want to be caught short, reaching short-handed and yeah. um but just discipline any any aspect like defensive side of the puck everything yeah. um i think we're a team that that is really disciplined defensively and um i think other teams don't enjoy playing us just because of that we don't typically give up a lot um so yeah i think that's kind of the main thing for us especially as a team is we're really on the ball like we watch a lot of video um and i mean our coaches the doors open kind of 24 7 for them if, that's a good look yeah if we want to come in and watch extra video or just kind of talk about the weekend um, yeah they they love it they encourage it so um i know that was big i i enjoy watching video and stuff and and kind of watching what other guys do maybe yeah um kind of just take stuff away from everybody do colorado scouts ever reach out to you mid-season and be like hey matt watch your game loved what you were doing work on this a bit um they don't want to get in the way too much and, yeah. and be a coach so they're not going to tell us what to do but um you know they'll tell us some things to work on and mostly just come check in um and then development camp and stuff will have meetings throughout the year and yeah um i think that's mostly when they'll tell us what what they think and kind of how stuff's going i remember when i first signed with the halifax moose says is they they used to give us tickets all the time me and my dad and i wasn't on the team i was playing with the halifax mcdonald's and you know, we'd, we'd go sit at the games, my dad and I, and my dad would used to ask me all the time, he'd like, can you envision yourself playing here? And I, to be quite honest with you, I said, maybe, like, I don't know, I wasn't that confident. Maybe that's why I only played eight games with them. Yeah. But, you know, when you go watch an NHL game, do you envision yourself playing in that league? Yeah, I mean, since I was a kid, I think that's kind of what a lot of kids, they, they watch and they're, you know, you're playing mini six in the basement and you're pretend you're the announcer you're scoring the the ot winning goal to win the cup and yeah um you know it's to the point it's still the same you're watching an nhl game um maybe not to the same extent but you're still it's in the back of your mind like you you want to be there and um you know playing ncaa you as close as you are you're not that close but you're you're still kind of right there to yeah the you're point, there right? so yeah um yeah it's definitely in the back of your mind a lot um especially when you are watching hockey and around the rink. So, yeah. Do you look at Morgan's route and go, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of people from around here going, you know, that guy could be with the Rangers right now. Yeah. Now, do you look at Morgan's route and just go, okay, I I can mimic this and, and be in Colorado one day, just as he can be in New York one day. Yeah. I mean, it's almost funny, like besides Colorado and, and the Rangers, their path has basically almost been the exact same, like St. Andrews. And then, yeah. We both went and played a couple of games in the USHL with Sioux City and then um, Cornell, obviously. So, um, obviously, it wasn't planned or on purpose by any means. But I think, uh, you know, for me, following his footsteps, seeing him at St. Andrews and it working out, um, then me getting the chance to go visit there, um, it kind of just him following his path kind of gave me a comfort to almost follow him a little bit, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, his his path has been abnormal for a kid from here almost. Mm. And uh, such an underrated. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's not in the papers every day. No, not you know, at all. And but there's a lot of guys like that, like tons. Yeah. Like Cam Lee, for example, who's from here. He's, he's been away at prep school and, and college now for, for a long time. And he signs with the penguins and it's almost like nobody hears about it. Right. So is um, he, is he living here? Cam Lee? Yeah. Yeah. Get so him, he, like, he trains, trains with us and stuff and, and get him on the so. podcast. Yeah, we'll have to get him out. I'll tell Absolutely. him. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of guys like that that 
I mean, even being from here, you don't realize how many of them there are. So we asked, uh, we had Tim Boyce on the podcast and he, we, we asked him this question, like, what do you think it is that's allowing all these Nova Scotian kids to just go on and have professional careers? And his answer was having Crosby and McKinnon here and having those guys out on the skate and everyone just looking up to sit in those boys. Yeah. What do you think it is for, you know, cause you're one of the year, like when we asked that question, you're the exact guy we're talking about. Like, yeah. what do you think it is for guys like you that are coming from Nova Scotia and there's just so many of you now coming up and just being in that professional level. What do you, what do you attest it to? I don't know. I mean, there's obviously a lot of reasons and it's kind of depends on the person, but, um, I mean, for me and a lot of kids in my age group, like there's a lot of people around to, to kind of help us and set us on the right path and give us the opportunity that we kind of needed. So, um, I think between all the trainers around here, like Chris, Ryan Hillier, um, you know, the list goes on, there's a lot of guys, but, um, and then guys on the ice, like, you know, I mean, obviously my dad was huge for me and, and some of my friends and then, but Nogs, Midge, um, like I, again, the list goes on, but, um, there's a lot of people in place around here. I think that, that can set kids on the right path and, um, give them the opportunity. I think it's almost a little underrated the, uh, the level of coaching and trainers and stuff that we have here. Um, you know, I, as a kid who went away, but, um, Ivy's a little bit older and, you know, I wasn't like I, I left when I was really young, but there's a lot of opportunity here, obviously. Tons. Yeah. So, um, I think for me, that's kind of what I, I go back to, but obviously having Sid, Nate and Brad, like you see them and, and watch them, it does give kids hope to play in the NHL, obviously. Yeah. Plans, uh, rest of the summer. What are you doing? Obviously Um, staying in the bubble. Are you going back to New York soon? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, we're, we have a hybrid kind of structure for for classes so we are allowed to go back and um go to class so um head back kind of middle of august i guess and oh, you're gonna leave the boat and go back yeah you're i know august, you're august a good month but um yeah i mean obviously we've been gone for a while and um kind of itching to get back and and see the guys and everybody on campus so um yeah i mean it's weird with the covid but i'm you guys are like uh, quarantine yeah, yeah. We're, we kind of have to they call it kind of, we have pods. So, um, we live in a house with some guys on the team. So we'll okay. kind of stick to, stick to our house and stuff. So you're um, just like, Morgan, when are you going back? Let's go. Are we going? Are we staying? Like, are you yeah. guys traveling together? Yeah. It's almost like, it's kind of like day by day to a point, obviously everything kind of changing, but, yeah. um, so I, I don't have a date yet where I'm going to leave, but kind of ballpark is kind of middle of August. So, so would you guys be practicing at the rink you guys play at or do you guys have a practice facility like uh, how would, would, would you even skate the first 14 days you're there or America well, has no quarantine like do they yeah I think for our school kind of we do school, they want everybody to. to come back and kind of get tested and, okay. and kind of take the precautions but um, yeah I don't know I don't think our ice is in in yet I think it's still kind of kind of close the the rink so that's like what I mean it's kind, of, it's kind of day by day that way um, yeah. obviously if the rink opens up I might go down a little bit earlier so I could We'll be able to skate, but, um, you know, you don't want to rush back as bad as you want to go if the gym and the rink's not open because yeah, obviously exactly. we have those resources here. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see. But kind of middle of August, I'm thinking. Are you you're skating here? Yeah. Uh, Monday, what are you doing? Are you, who are you skating with Monday? Are you skating Monday? We're, um, go, we're going to a thing. I'm skating Monday. We're, we're, at, we're at the – god damn it. It just cut out. Oh no, did it? We're good. No, we're going to uh, like a, a thing on Monday. Where there's a bunch of like junior players. So, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I might be on Tuesday. But, uh, okay. I, don't, I mean, even ice sessions are kind of chaotic right now, so nobody really knows. Yeah, no one's like in the room or anything point. like that right now. Yeah. It's just like up in the air. Yeah, I mean, kind of the, the ice is tough to get right now, so people are kind of booking, and, and then kind of Sunday night you'll be like, hey, here's the ice this week, and yeah. go from there, so. No, yeah. it's a it's an interesting time for sure when it comes to sports. Hockey's back this week though. Yeah, who's your team? Um, I mean Colorado, I guess. But I've I've grown up. I guess I, I, I forgot up, I was talking to an NHL I've, guy. I've grown up. Uh, <laughs> I've grown up kind of a Bruins fan just with Brad and those guys. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're a pretty popular team around here. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. It's uh. I'm just excited to watch at this point. That's the point, yeah. yeah. I'm pumped about this. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm happy we have the studio to, like, do this. But, like, yeah. I think I'm just equally excited to watch games down here and have the, the beer fridge and all that yeah. stuff and just have the boys over, get a little cheese board going. Yeah, I'm exactly. just excited to just to have this space just to watch hockey. Yeah. But it'd actually be fun. It'd be a little different, but obviously August, September, like, watching the Stanley Cup. It'll, it'll be weird. It'll be different. It'll be fun, though, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, when does it pick back up again? Let's say it's over in September. Yeah. When does it pick back up again? You Nobody know? knows. I don't. At least you well, know people probably know, but we don't. I guess. Yeah. So. Well, you're in college. You're like, I'm not going to camp anytime soon. I can't yeah. sign yet. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not allowed to go to main camp. So. Yeah. Doesn't. I guess Morgan isn't either because he's not. He's still at Cornell. Yeah. yeah. Do you know his? Is he going back to Cornell? Do you know? I guess you can't even announce what he's doing. But. No, I mean, as of now, he's he's, he's coming back. back. He said so. Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to having him back. Yeah, I bet, I bet so, you are. Yeah, no, that'll be. Uh, no, you said you guys were good last year, and obviously, if you got yeah. some returning guys, that's a good look for your Cornell. Yeah. You guys could win the uh, what's it called? What's the big tournament in Boston? Hobie Baker or no? The, that's uh, the individual the, one, but the Frozen Four. The Frozen Four is kind of the. That's the big dog. That's a yeah. That's yeah. Kind of like the the March Madness. It kind of goes down, obviously, to the four. So yeah, so we call it. Yeah. That's that's the one you want to win. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one they play at TD. Uh, changes that changes kind of every year. Where do you want to? Where is it this year? Do you know? I'm not sure where it's going to be this year. Yeah. I don't know if they've announced. I'm sure they've probably announced it, but I'm not not sure where it is. Um, Matt, last minute of the podcast is yours. Who do you want to thank? Teachers, parents, coaches, anyone? Last minute's yours. Give her. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know if I want to list names obviously there's a lot of people that that i could thank and i don't want to forget anybody but um i think obviously my parents and kind of coaches close coaches stuff like that um friends that kind of everybody who i who i work with closely um and even beyond that but um no there's a lot of people like i said that have gone into getting me where i am today so um kind of thankful for that and um yeah want to thank all those people so Good stuff. i'd say they know who they are but i don't want to listen names obviously and, and forget fair. somebody so. that's fair all right matt thank you for coming on the podcast man welcome back anytime you know that yeah appreciate well, it when we come up to cornell you got tickets for us 100 yeah. percent. all right all right everyone listening thank you very much for tuning in uh it's friday it is friday enjoy the weekend sun's coming out have fun stay safe wear a mask if you don't want to no worries all the best we're out peace Thank you.